0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Chamber Pod with Shamanda. I'm Sean Haas and I'm here with the lovely Amanda Creed. We are here for another episode of our wonderful podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Amanda, please tell the good people of the pod what we are talking about today.
1: Alright, so we're talking about Friday Night Smackdown from 122, and our first hot tag is Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns out in the ring for a promo against Adam Pearce. So Roman's mad because of the Kevin Owens switch Pearce showed us last week, um he calls adam pierce a wuss and then you know sarcastically starts talking about how he's his back hurts and his shoulders hurt mm. and his arms hurt and his whole body aches from oh carrying gosh. smackdown
0: this is an ailing champion
1: yeah so you know he kind of pierce comes out and starts talking to him and whatnot and roman kind of hands the mic off to paul and uh paul gets a little overzealous
0: you're telling me Paul Heyman bit off a little bit more than he could chew.
1: I know it's crazy, right?
0: No, I don't believe you.
1: Well, he proposed a match between himself and Adam Pierce
0: Paul I'm sorry, yeah wait wait, wait a second, wait a minute. I, at first, I was going to make some jokes, but now you're telling me that Paul Heyman issued a challenge to our not so authority authority figure, Adam Pierce.
1: Yes, that's and, exactly and this, what I'm saying. And this wasn't
0: you. a challenge of manhood. This wasn't a challenge of anything.
1: No, just a wrestling match.
0: Now I'm very intrigued. Now you're talking... You know, this is great. I love it. I want to see Paul Heyman get his hind end kicked by Adam Pearce.
1: See, everybody would have loved that. Unfortunately, fast forward to the main event of the night, Paul pulls the same little injury angle that Adam Pierce pulled.
0: Oh, okay. So, Paul Heyman, the sly dog.
1: Yes. So Roman ends up taking Paul's place because, of course, um, and so he's just attacking Adam Pierce all over the arena. Mm. Like, he's taking him in the ring, he's taking him by the announced desk, he's taking him backstage, like where the fans are, he's taking him everywhere. And then, we have a special guest appear out of the shadows. Kevin Owens comes to Adam Pearce's rescue. He starts attacking Roman on his behalf, and he even power bombs him through a table. You know, since they have a, a last man standing match on the pay-per-view?
0: Correct, yeah. So, I I'm kind of excited about it. I honestly I would have been even more excited to see Paul Heyman in a wrestling singlet. I think that's a dream come true for many people across the world. I would have to agree. Just we just once, okay? We need just once for Paul Heyman to get into some amount of wrestling gear that isn't a suit and tie. Yes. And uh, so I would have loved that, but instead we get the the. The people's champ, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, formerly known as the big dog, with now the sly dog in his corner. So we have just this absolute, you know what? Throwback, old school wrestling. Can I get, can I call them the wolf pack? Sure. Are they, they're a pack of dogs? Yeah. These ravenous animals.
1: Seems legit.
0: Okay, well, they've got championship gold, and apparently they've got lots of injuries and soreness from carrying the show. I think SmackDown's been great. I don't know what you're talking about, Roman. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been sitting at the head of the table. No. At the foot of the table. I know, I know to respect my tribal chief. I've been sitting at this table with you. For months, and you are going to disrespect the good name of SmackDown by saying that you are carrying the show. Now, I've got a bone to pick, and it ain't a milk bone.
1: I had no idea this would get you so heated. Yeah,
0: oh, I'm upset. It was a great line. And it served its purpose, because I am so upset. But SmackDown has been week in, week out the best show. And it's not just because of Roman Reigns.
1: Oh, I I, a thousand percent agree with you. But okay, so we talked about the Open, and we ended up talking about the main event. So now how about we give you everything else that happened on the show?
0: Everything in between, right? We're going to show you. We're going to prove. This is a case study of Roman Reigns' comments. We're going to show you everything that's great about Smackdown that isn't Roman reigns, and we're going to do it right now with Sammy Zayn, the former, and he believes rightful intercontinental champion
1: yes, so Sammy performs um a protest that is more commonly found when. Saving trees or mm. preventing buildings from being torn down. Everybody like knows
0: that. I love a good tree and I love a good building.
1: Yes, so Sami Zayn handcuffed himself to the barricade on the ramp.
0: Okay, I love a good barricade, especially in a wrestling venue.
1: Yes, so he's he's obviously angry about his tights being held last week.
0: Okay, so right, last week Apollo Cruz got the dirty win over... Sami Zayn, the documentary crew that Sammy has enlisted the help of to show how he has been screwed over by the management of WWE that this is an inside job. It's not it could not possibly be Sami Zayn's ineptitude. No. These are clearly issues. Of a poorly run company.
1: Exactly, and he had his documentary crew there, you know, and caught it all on footage. Yes, but they were also there recording his protest. Yes, and he had lots of different signs that had, you know, showed his discontent. If you get a chance, I suggest you go look them up. Some of them are very
0: funny. Absolutely, the best part of SmackDown, in my opinion, was this subtle part of SmackDown. It lasted. A good portion of the show, I would say, better part of ninety minutes yeah. of the show, and he just stood there, handcuffed to the barricade, voicing his displeasure. Oh yeah, with everybody that came by. Oh yeah, with everything that was happening. It. Sammy Zayn has been an absolute gift. For SmackDown,
1: I love him. I've always loved Sammy, but you're right. He angry yelled yes. at almost every other superstar, man or woman. It didn't matter. So good. Um, that came down the ramp. Um, eventually there's an Intercontinental Championship match between Big E and Apollo Crews. and Sammy then promptly unlocks his handcuffs and goes and gives a hallova kick to each of them.
0: It was so good. It was perfect. It was a hundred percent well done. It was well written well thought up i another thing wwe loves to do this all the time when they introduce this storyline where somebody's unhappy with management it's usually a heel but they they add these segments together and you wind up getting situations where the the character involved is only mad at faces yeah he's only mad so you get a Sasha Banks coming down the ramp, and Sami Zayn would yell, yeah. and scream and throw a tirade. Carmelo Carmella comes down the ramp, and Sami Zayn would clap and be all about it Absolutely. because Carmella's the heel, Sasha's the face. Yeah. You're trying to get heel heat. They didn't do that this time. Instead, they were like, "Why would Sami Zayn care about anybody?" Other than Sami Zayn. Exactly. They're taking away the spotlight, whether or not it's heel or face. And so for Sami, that's bad news. That's somebody else getting put in a position by management, by Adam (laughs) Pearce, by Sonya Deville, which also I love that move. I know. But it's a neglect of the superstar that Sami Zayn is. And this story is so hot. On top of the fact that you have Biggie finally getting a singles push yes. and getting put in the high end of the mid card, yeah. which is excellent. They're going to build him up to the main card eventually. And you're finally using somebody that for the last three and a half years has gotten no ring time, no action, a crappy storyline with Titus Worldwide and Dana Brooke. It... I am so happy for Apollo Cruz. He's put on great matches. every part of this story. Yes, SmackDown. A plus. I'm grading Hot Tag number two, A+.: plus.
1: And it again, has nothing to do with Roman.
0: Oh my gosh, it was so good. I loved it. I loved it.
1: I love seeing you so passionate. So to keep that passion going, let's go on to number three. Oh which yes. Is your girl.
0: Sasha Banks. The legit champion.
1: Yes. Versus Reginald.
0: Versus Reginald.
1: The sommelier.
0: Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, when we were doing the podcast, I mentioned in this Alexa, you know, fiend storyline that I wanted Alexa versus Randy Orton. I was ready for it. Yeah. Well, SmackDown must have been listening. And you know what? Actually, I think I think people up in WWE, I think Adam Pierce listens to our podcast.
1: Oh, I would love
0: that. somebody listens to it because they do exactly what I say, and I love it. They should be commended. I in fact, tune in to our Royal Rumble show because I will be presenting an award to somebody in WWE. For being so good to Sean. So good to me. They are so good to me. I love it.
1: I'm I'm I can't very wait. intrigued.
0: I can't wait. Please tune in. I'm very Royal intrigued. Laura Rumble is next week? A week from Sunday.
1: Yeah. Um, so we finally get our intergender match. We finally get it. It was actually a match.
0: Yes, it was. There it wasn't
1: was. any striking.
0: It wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't a hoax. It wasn't some some poorly thought out thing. They gave them the time. Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion, against Carmella's sommelier, Reginald. And Sasha eventually gets the better of the sommelier. Yeah. Now, most of the match, like you mentioned, there was no striking. But most of the match was... Sasha trying to hit different moves, and Reginald with his athleticism, finding ways to escape. Yeah, the
1: he's hurt. he's a nifty little flyer. Excellent,
0: I, I, uh, grading the athleticism in this match, A plus. Yes, lots of A pluses to give out tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Carmela's on commentary, and at one point there's a fun little spot where Sasha gets knocked out of the ring. And so she struts her way over to, mm-hmm. to Carmela and just full on slaps that glass of champagne right out of Carmella's hand.
0: It was great. And they played it well on commentary too. There was like shock, dismay, like utter, utter disappointment. It was so good. They they have done a nice job building this yeah. story, too. And even though they've made some booking decisions that I wouldn't necessarily have made going up until Rumble, again, remember, this is a revisited feud. Yeah. They, they did this feud just last month going into the TLC pay-per-view. Right. So this isn't brand new. It's something we've seen already. Yeah. And... Uh, you know what? They're they're trying different things out to entertain the viewer in the same characters. You know, we've already seen Carmella lose to Sasha. Right. So we don't need to see that. We don't need to see Sasha Carmella up until that Royal Rumble match. So yes. they've done a nice job and and also allowing an intergender match to take place on their programming which hasn't happened in a very long time right it's a it's a spice they're adding a spice to this concoction
1: yeah i like it i like it a lot um so as you mentioned Sasha eventually wins and because she had her match with Reginald Carmella gets the title match at Royal Rumble
0: yeah i this is one of the booking areas that I think is weak in the feud is I don't particularly understand. They did not do enough promo work to explain Sasha's utter distaste for Reginald. Like, yes, Sasha has been hit in the back with champagne bottles and, and all sorts of things, but those were actions taken out by Carmella herself. Sure, uh, I think Reginald has fit the role of the pesky gnat, flying around yeah. the neck of Sasha Banks. But I don't think that this is a particularly smart storyline where she's saying, I want to take out Reginald and as long as I get the opportunity to have a match. Not injure him, not remove him. There was nothing at stake. If you add a stake to this match where if Sasha wins Reginald can't be at ringside at Royal Rumble. That would
1: have been better. That
0: makes this whole thing okay. But that's the only weak spot of this situation is Absolutely. Honestly, I thought Carmella had to earn this match and apparently she didn't. All she had to do was
1: Put Reginald throw
0: it. Reginald to the dogs.
1: Yeah. It it it's not great booking, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but intergender match. So, we still got a win out of it.
0: I'm still going to grade this highly. It was still very good, and we got to see, like you said, a little bit of history, because it has been a long time since we've gotten a true intergender match.
1: Exactly. So, what's our next hot tag, then?
0: Okay. Alright. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to get to this one, because I've, I've got so much to say about this. And All again, right. it's about the booking. The booking okay. has me so upset. We got a women's tag team title match between the champions, Charlotte Flair and Asuka, against the Red Hot Riot Squad. Yes. I, they've been picking up wins left and right. And we get this championship match, and Charlotte and Asuka win and retain their titles off of the inadvertent distraction from Billy Kay. Now the storyline here is that Billy Kay is searching for a tag team partner, searching for somewhere to fit in on SmackDown, and it just isn't working. She has now cost the Riot Squad a championship match, but this is why the tag team division on SmackDown, both male and female, Mm -hmm. is particularly weak. This is the area of the show where Roman might be referring to him carrying it. Because Fair. there's no tag teams. No. None.
1: No.
0: And none of them are legitimate. None of them pose an actual threat to those members that are champions.
1: Right.
0: And you throw this match away. You have the Royal Rumble, one of your big four pay-per-views for for. WWE fans, we all know the big four, but the big four, for our non-WWE fans that are listening and tuning in, are your major cross-branded shows that have a long-lasting legacy or history within the WWE. So that is the Royal Rumble, that is Survivor Series, that is SummerSlam, and then of course The biggest of them all. They call him the granddaddy of them all. WrestleMania. Those are your big four pay-per-views. And you've got one coming up. But you have no interest in saving the Red Hot Tag Team versus the champions for Royal Rumble. You waste it on SmackDown. And on top of it, you give Liv and Ruby the loss this match should have never been for a championship. It should have honestly never happened. The only thing that's remotely salvageable from it is the fact that Billy Kay is the reason for the loss. Yeah. So the Riot Squad is looking like, oh, okay. You know, it wasn't really us that lost, it was this wannabe. Yeah. But ultimately, all of this comes down to. Billy speaking with Sonia and Adam Pierce about getting the Riot Squad into the Royal Rumble. This she offers as a consolation prize. Hey, you lost the championships, but I'll give you the opportunity at another championship. Right. So, I'm glad they're in the Rumble. They belong in the Rumble. Absolutely. They should be. But I'm very disappointed because once again. The tag team division has gotten away from WWE.
1: Yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I love the tag team division. It's hard to watch them struggle through that so badly. But like this match was good. Just the the decisions made were bad.
0: Yeah, and, and I take nothing away from the performers. The performers were excellent. Charlotte, Oscar, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, all of them were excellent in the ring. This match wasn't a botcha. It was a poor decision.
1: Yes. So moving right along into our last hot tag.
0: Thank goodness because I am burning up. These tags have been so hot tonight. I, I'm, I'm running out of steam and we've got a whole show left to do. So I'm going to let you take this last hot tag. That way I can get a little bit of a breather.
1: Yes. Well, the last hot tag is the obstacle course between Bailey and Bianca. I went into this so looking forward to this, and I was only mildly disappointed.
0: Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Mild <laughs> disappointment we can live with.
1: Yes. So, Bianca wins handedly, um, even though Bailey made adjustments to the course after her run. For example, she changes the hurdles. She gives Bianca, like, actual hurdles instead of the, like, little yellow ones that you do high knees over. hmm you know, the, part of the up-school course is the fireman's carry. Bailey did it with Chad Gable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bianca had to do it with Otis. Uh,
0: that's, what, I gotta be a hundred-pound difference? At least. Yeah.
1: So then, also there was a basketball portion. Bailey missed her first layup and then did another one. Bianca had to handle Bailey on defense.
0: If we can call it that.
1: It has quotes. <laughs> And then dunks on her promptly.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, th- a a fun, fun fact here, actually. Uh, Bianca Belair is from the state of Tennessee and actually attended college at the University of Tennessee where she was on the women's basketball team.
1: Yes, she also is very well-versed in track and field. Yes. She's got many accolades in that as well. So... Upon losing, Bailey, being who Bailey is, throws the basketball at Bianca and then proceeds to beat her up, rough her up, and then that culminates with her throwing her into the um, stanchion, I believe it's pronounced. Yes, yes, correct. The the giant metal pole that holds up the basketball hoop. She throws her in, shoulder first, knocks over the basketball goal, and then walks away like it's nothing.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I'm glad they've given the mid-card some thought. I appreciate that we have an actual legitimate feud. Uh, This is all just build for the Rumble. Yeah. Obviously, these two are going to square off in the Rumble, and somebody's going to get the better of somebody, and somebody is going to, you know... I, I don't know yet if this is a boost feud in the, in the sense of the Rumble is going to be where you establish it and then make good on your promise, which is mm-hmm. win the Rumble. But I I think that this definitely is that upward trajectory. Yeah. And I think it would be smart to give Bianca the better end of this deal.
1: I absolutely agree. Like I said, I was only mildly disappointed because I knew it was going to be cheesy. I just I was very excited to see the playful moment and you know the callback to what NXT used to be and there was just lots of little layers that I really enjoyed but it was, it was only okay, and I'm very excited to see, what happens, on the go home for the Royal Rumble between these two.
0: Well, sorry not sorry, but I told you so. I knew it was gonna be.
1: You did. You I did. knew it
0: was gonna be a hokey little thing.
1: You did. But that'll wrap up hot tags, and that moves us right on into countdown. So we are on number seven in our countdown of all of top ten Royal Rumble winners.
0: Yes. And we have another great pair yes. of Rumble winners to talk about for today's countdown.
1: Yes, absolutely. So just a quick reminder on the, it's the top 10 Royal Rumble winners. We are looking at their entire resume, but you are required to have one at least one time to be on our list. So we are going to go with number seven. Yeah. Asuka.
0: righty, uh, One of my favorite Royal Rumble winners.
1: Yes. So since you found all kinds of amazing stats on her, why don't you take her?
0: I have so much for this. And it's honestly, for our our listeners, it comes from a very dear place for both Amanda and I. Uh, We have really been able to accomplish a lot on our wrestling uh, bucket list. And one of those items was to see a Royal Rumble in person. So I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, originally. And it only felt right to take our pilgrimage for the very first Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, We were live in attendance for this event uh, at the Wells Fargo Center. And if there are people out there that believe in any kind of fate uh, or destiny or just things that make it all come full circle, our two favorite wrestlers were the first two entrants in the Royal Rumble in history. Because this was the very first time. In 2018 Royal Rumble was the very first time that we had a women's match. And the number one entrant was Sasha Banks. And the number two entrant was...
1: Becky Lynch.
0: Becky Lynch. So we were just... I mean, you couldn't beat that start. No. You really couldn't beat that start. And not to mention, it was the main event of the show so we're building up to this moment and we finally get it and it's our two favorite wrestlers but that closes the book on our story and instead we'll move on to counting down Asuka's win because that's what we got yes Asuka was entrant number 25 and had only two eliminations throughout the match Obviously, one of which being the runner-up, which was a returning Nikki Bella. But this was definitely the theme of the Royal Rumble match. Because we saw so many of the old-school, legendary female superstars return to WWE. I was
1: losing my mind.
0: The likes of Trish Stratus, Lita... Michelle McCool, Molly Holly, Tori Wilson, the Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie, Beth Phoenix, Jacqueline Kelly Kelly, and a personal favorite, Vicky Guerrero. Yes. Can I get an excuse me?
1: Excuse me. Thank you.
0: Um, but it was so much fun seeing all of the women that helped build WWE. Absolutely. And paved the way for what we were seeing with the other entrance, the current roster. Um, the most eliminations in the entire match, in fact, went to one of those legendary return returnees, Michelle McCool. One of my favorites from those old, like, 07, 08 SmackDown era. I was fabulous. I, oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, but really, what made this match so impressive and why Asuka is listed... At number seven on our countdown is because of the significance of this match. It was in fact the very first women 's rumble as we 've discussed, but it also marked the debut of Ronda Rousey in w w e and this came immediately after the bell when Oscar was crowned as the first champion uh, Ronda Rousey comes down. Um, While Charlotte and Alexa, the current champions at the time, were entering the ring. So you get this moment where we think that Asuka is going to select which of the championships she's going to contest for at WrestleMania. And all of a sudden, bad reputation starts blaring over the loudspeaker. And here comes the UFC legend. Ronda Rousey. It was a groundbreaking day in the WWE, regardless of your particular tastes for Ronda Rousey. But the match lasted 58 minutes and 57 seconds, and this was just one more step on the path of Asuka's undefeated streak. Now, she had debuted... With the company. Several years prior. But this Royal Rumble match. Was. While she was still unbeaten. In fact. She lasted 914 days. In the company. Without ever. Being pinned. Or submitting.
1: It's insane. 523.
0: Of those days. Was a singular reign. As. As. The NXT Women's Champion. This streak lasted for over 250 matches. Along the journey, seven former champions tapped to Asuka over the course of the streak. Bailey, Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, Mickie James, Sasha Banks, Natalia, and Becky Lynch. All were unsuccessful in their attempts to beat the streak. Later, uh, NXT champ Ember Moon would join that list. Mm -hmm. But Asuka is known in WWE as a champion. She has amassed an incredible resume that is growing as we speak, as she is, in fact, the... Raw Women's Champ, and the Women's Tag Team Champ. Yeah. She has 151 days in her career as Raw Women's Champ. She has 99 days as SmackDown Women's Champ. She has 213 days as Tag Team Champ. And when you add all of that to her 523 days at NXT as Champ, she has totaled 986 days as a champion in WWE.
1: My god, that's like three and a half years.
0: It's incredible.
1: That's insane.
0: And it's it's really, really cool because she is the title holder of two belts. Which, while, yes, she's holding them at the same time, they still count them as days, independent days, of, as champion. Yeah. Because you're holding two championships. One day here, one day there. Right. So, even though we are not 14 days away from the Rumble, mm-hmm. she will likely enter... The Royal Rumble this year with over a thousand days as a champion. Wow. Now, she will have to get through Alexa Bliss this coming Monday, which we'll talk about and beat the clock. But Asuka is a pillar of success in the WWE.
1: Absolutely.
0: Unfortunately, all of this streak... Ended at WrestleMania. It was a shock to everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought this would be her crowning moment. This would be her first championship with Monday Night Raw. Yeah. But instead she lost to Charlotte Flair. Who had her own undefeated streak at pay-per-views yes. going. So Asuka is no doubt and. A bona fide force in the Royal Rumble match. And well deserving of her spot at number seven in our greatest Royal Rumble champions list.
1: Yes. And going directly above her at number six, somebody else who's a force to be reckoned with in the Rumble. Yes. It's Rey Mysterio.
0: Oh my gosh. One of my all-time favorites growing up as a kid.
1: Yes, I love this little Lucha. So, in 2006, it's the Royal Rumble, the 2006 Royal Rumble. Absolutely. He enters at number two.
0: You're kidding me.
1: No, he entered at number two.
0: So, he was in the match the whole time. The
1: entire time.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. He had six eliminations. Wow. His runner-up was Randy Orton, who entered at number 30.
0: Unbelievable. So the last person in the match was eliminated by one of the first people in the match. Yes. Great so, story.
1: While this record has since been beaten. Yes. At the time, he set the record for the longest time in a Rumble. Yeah,
0: elapsed time in the Rumble.
1: He lasted for an hour, two minutes, and 14 seconds.
0: So just to put this into context, Oscar's Royal Rumble win... The entire match lasted 58 minutes and 57 seconds. But Rey Mysterio, in this case, lasted one hour, two minutes, and 14 seconds. Yes. Incredible.
1: So, little fun fact. Yeah. Triple H, who was the number one entrant in the Rumble. Okay. Also lasted for just over an hour. Wow. He placed third Mm. in the match and he was tied with Ray for the most eliminations at Six.
0: So they really had this like long-lasting duration as their story, their theme for that year's wrestle or uh, yes. that year's Royal Rumble.
1: Absolutely. So on a slightly more somber note, this match took place just 14 months after the death of Eddie Guerrero.
0: Oh. Rest in peace, Eddie.
1: Yes. So he's Ray's, he's one of Ray's best friends. Yeah. So, you know, that that's obviously hard and it's, it's just, it's a lot. It's, he's grieving, but he comes in and he wins the Royal Rumble and then he goes on
0: mm-hmm. to
1: beat Randy Orton and Kurt Angle for the World Heavyweight Championship. At WrestleMania 22,
0: yeah, and he dedicated that championship win. He dedicated the Eddie, uh, the the Royal Rumble to Everything Eddie Guerrero. It it was an emotional moment for the company. Eddie Guerrero was beloved by everybody. Yes, um, I feel no problem speaking for everyone yeah. on that because he was. Not just a skilled wrestler, although skilled is not even breaking the surface yeah. of what he was in the ring, but he was a great person, and he helped everybody that was in his path, that was along his journey yeah. through WWE, and his impact is still felt today. My favorite wrestler, Sasha Banks, uh, drew her inspiration to become a superstar off of Eddie Guerrero, so to say that his impact... um, on the business stops at the 2006 Royal Rumble would be foolish. Yeah. Um, but certainly, Rey Mysterio's win on that night in particular, it um, it really just touched the souls and the hearts of everybody yeah, that, that knew what was going on at the time. And for that reason, Rey Mysterio goes down in history as one of the greatest Royal Rumble participants of all time. Exactly. His, his record in other matches, uh, you know, is not particularly stunning um although he has been in several royal rumbles and he has lasted a long time he's that's kind of he's the endurance specialist of the royal rumble but it is truly this sole royal rumble in 2006 that that garners him a spot in the all-time history
1: absolutely absolutely he i I love thinking about it, and I love thinking about what happened the year before at Mania, what happens with him and his Mania. It's There's a lot of love that surrounds Eddie and Ray within WWE. But to wrap that up and to move back up into a happier <laughs> discussion, we are going to move on to a new spot that we're going to call GM Mode. So- GM
0: Mode. So we talked about some of our booking desires um, and how we would do things for... Other areas of our show. But we're going to call this GM mode because we're going to take the role. We're going to put our general manager caps on and imagine a world that we run and we make the decisions and we decide what happens. Mm. So.
1: I'm excited.
0: Our first part, we'll call them. Of GM mode is going to be the SmackDown Women's Championship. We talked about our displeasure with the feud between Sasha Banks and Carmella. So now that we see where this is going, we see where this is leading, I want to ask Amanda, Mrs. General Manager, what are your plans for the SmackDown? Women's Championship. Who should face Sasha Banks and ultimately defeat her?
1: All right. So, we've put ourselves into a little bit of a sticky situation.
0: Is that so? Uh,
1: yeah, with this whole Carmella thing. I see. So, so we're going to let that ride out uh, at Royal Rumble. We're going to give Carmella her title match. We're going to let her... Slide on away. Okay, and eventually we're gonna put her in the tag team with uh, Bailey. Give us Baymella back. Baymella, go for the, the titles. We'll we'll let her have her title shot there, and instead we'll be putting Bianca, who I don't know if she'll win there, but she'll do very well. Okay. Bianca into the title feud with Sasha because she is the EST and the EST needs some gold
0: needs some gold it's the only thing missing I you know what I really like this idea and I think in the months up to WrestleMania we would get some really great promos and some really athletic matches we would get to see incredible spots so I like what you've done there okay now it's time for me to put on my general manager hat, Amanda, what am I booking
1: you are, today? You are booking the Intercontinental Championship.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. This is exciting because we have some red hot superstars right now. Yes. Biggie is the Intercontinental Champion. Sami Zayn believes he is the Intercontinental Champion. And Apollo Crews is rising. We'll call it rising. Yes. What I want out of this is to see Big E continue to look strong. I want him to keep the championship at Royal Rumble and beyond that. Afterwards, though, hmm. immediately after this feud with Apollo and Sammy, I am calling for Cesaro. <gasps> I want to see Cesaro come in to the title picture and have a great knockdown, drag out feud. If you remember, the bar as a tag team began with a best of seven series yes. between Sheamus and, and Cesaro. Cesaro. I think that this would be a great opportunity to do a best of seven series with Intercontinental Champion Big E, mm-hmm. and Cesaro.
1: I love it. I love bringing in the Swissman. That's yes. fantastic. Yeah,
0: underutilized talent that deserves a chance.
1: Absolutely. So then, I I, I think we should do this one together.
0: Okay, I mean, it makes sense. We'll it, work as a team. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do the tag division.
0: All right. The SmackDown tag division. Now, a little bit of background here. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, the former tag team champions yes. now, We're in a segment this week on SmackDown with Sonya Deville talking about how they want their rematch. Yes. Sonya Deville tells us...
1: Montez is a little beaten up. His a, leg isn't entirely healed. Apparently
0: there's an injury that is not allowing the Street Profits to compete in championship matches or... Matches of any kind. Yeah. So, she brings up the idea that we'll give new tag teams a chance. And when you're healthy, you can challenge for the championships. Get your rightful rematch. So, Amanda. Yes. What are your ideas for these new tag teams?
1: So... Unfortunately, I don't have a lot.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, there's, they, there's, they've neglected the tag team division.
1: There is not a lot to work with here.
0: No, I think they have this budding relationship with Chad Gable and Otis. Yes. And I could see that playing in. I I think they both have enough quirk in their personality to make it work. And they have... Um, you know, right now the, the tag team champions are Robert Roode yeah. and Dolph Ziggler. Yes. Love So him. we need a good tag team that can kind of oppose. I think that the best thing that could be done, and this is what I'll book, I want the return of Jimmy Uso.
1: Dang it, you took my idea.
0: Okay. Well, then we're on that the same That was the page. only
1: thing I had.
0: <laughs> I'll take the return of Jimmy Uso. We'll get Jay and Jimmy, and they'll become the next tag team champion.
1: I think that's a great plan, because every other tag team is either on Raw or separated and in, tag, and in a title picture.
0: Exactly. All right, so that wraps up our segment of GM Mode. Yes. We are down the last stretch here of the Chamber Pod. So, Amanda... Give us our next segment.
1: Yeah, so we're on to this day in wrestling. All right. So 27 years ago. Wow. In the 1994 Royal Rumble.
0: You know what? I see a theme here.
1: You know... That's good job. <laughs> you know, it, the Rumble's only a week away.
0: It's a week away. So it
1: just makes sense to yeah. be to keep everything Rumble themed.
0: I love it. I love it. How can you not love the Royal Rumble? Everybody should watch the Royal Rumble.
1: Absolutely. We're going to keep throwing things in and then, you know, kicking them back out again. Yep. So 27 years ago, 1994 Royal Rumble, we had co-winners.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. How can two people win the Royal Rumble?
1: They knocked each other over the rope, and their feet touched at the same time. Not really, but they touched at the same time.
0: Wow! So they announced both of them as winners. Yes. Yeah. So
1: they were co-winners. And also, 27 years ago, it was the last time the event was held on a Saturday.
0: A Saturday? A Saturday. I'll have to clear my schedule.
1: Well, it's not on Saturday Oh my anymore. goodness. It's the last time it was on Saturday. Okay. Now it's on Sundays.
0: Well, I have to say, I like the idea of it being on Saturday because it's one day closer.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: I'll take it as yes. soon as I can get it.
1: So then, the next year, at the 1995 Royal Rumble, 26 years ago. Okay. Shawn Michaels wins from number one.
0: He was the first man. Yes.
1: Yes, and his runner-up was number two entrant, British Bulldog.
0: So, the last two men in the match...
1: Were the first two men in the were match. Were the
0: first two men in the match. Yep. I don't... I, that can't be confusing at all.
1: No, never. No, <laughs> not at all. Makes perfect sense to There
0: me. were 28 other people involved, right? Supposedly. Okay. That's interesting. So, imagine a time where internet or television coverage or signal, was not terribly strong. And you're watching the match, and an hour later, your television feed comes back on, and it's the same two people in the ring. You think your TV just DVR'd it for you. You started back over. No, No, not the case. It's the end of the match. You missed the hour of content that happened. (laughs) I like this idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, well that that is this day in wrestling. That well, we're gonna, we got more rumble winners on our list. We got some lovely, uh, honorable mentions. So we might dig more into those rumbles as we go up our list.
0: Absolutely.
1: So we're on, entering
0: the top five now. Next, yes. Next episode, we'll get number five and number four.
1: Yes, I'm very. They're very fun. I'm very excited. So on to beat the clock. Right. Last bit of our podcast for today
0: we're gonna wrap this one up and uh tell you what to look forward to for our next episode our next episode is monday monday night raw that's right so tune in enjoy you know you can find us at rss.com backslash podcast backslash shamanda you can find us on spotify under the chamber pod you've got our rss feed link right there on our website you'll need that to activate it for your Google podcast or your Apple podcast. But we are just about anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And, of course, you already know that because you're listening to us right now. So we'll just go right in and beat the clock. Amanda, we've got on Raw a women's tag title rematch, another tag championship match.
1: Potentially. Okay. We don't actually know. All we know is that Nia...
0: took mm. Shayna
1: and was like, we're going to go ask for our rematch. That's so right. So I'm excited to find out if we're going to get the match on Raw or if we're going to get the match uh, at the pay-per-view or if we're going to get the match at all.
0: Okay, well, I mean, Nia and Shayna, I think, would be a pretty good team to face Oscar and Charlotte. I mean, that's who the belts were won exactly. from. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll get that Monday. Maybe we'll get it on Sunday. Sunday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm also really looking forward to Alexa next week.
0: Oh, my gosh. What's happening with Alexa? Well,
1: Alexa, as they announced, has a title match against Asuka.
0: A title match. So she just pe- yeah. beat the champion Yeah. last and, week.
1: And declared for the Rumble.
0: And declared for the Rumble. Now she has a title match on Monday Night Raw. Yes. Before the Royal Rumble.
1: Correct. Also, we don't know what's going to happen with her and Randy Orton at this point.
0: No, we don't. And the fiend will we get a fiend sighting? Nobody will we get knows. a fiend? Will Will Alexa speak as the fiend again?
1: So many questions. It,
0: this is a really strong storyline, and I'm excited to see how it plays
1: Absolutely. out.
0: Absolutely. Then we have Goldberg and Drew will be face to face for the last time before Royal Rumble to respond to Ms. TV's segment. With Gilberg and the appropriately named McIntyre. So, this should be really good. Are you excited?
1: I am very excited. I don't know if we'll actually get Drew in person or not, given his whole health thing.
0: Right. He but, had tested positive yes. for uh, coronavirus, yes. COVID. And, it should uh, work
1: out where he's available for the Rumble. Right. But we don't know about Raw this week. Well, they um, are
0: advertising them face-to-face. They're advertising them in person, so.
1: So, fingers crossed that I... There's no way that the response to that doesn't end with a Claymore and a Spear.
0: I I would think so. Maybe a jackhammer. We might get a jackhammer. We might get a jackhammer. All right. And then we want to wish a very happy birthday to the famous, the one and only Tully Blanchard. An absolute WWE legend. Yes. And current manager of... At All Elite Wrestling.
1: Yes, he was originally an executive advisor for Sean Spears.
0: Formerly known as Ty Dellinger, the Perfect 10.
1: But he's currently aligned with FTR, otherwise, or the tag team of Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler.
0: Yes, now for our WWE fans, you'll know that Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler are Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. And uh, they were the Revival, a very popular tag team, and one of my favorites. Yes. So,
1: before going over to AEW, Tully Blanchard was a member of the Four Horsemen, and he was a member of the Brain Busters.
0: Yes. And
1: the Brain Busters were a faction led by Bobby the Brain Heenan. And he's, Tully's actually gotten to work with a couple of his Four Horsemen members, over in AEW, particularly Arn Anderson.
0: That's right, Arn Anderson, one of the lead people with AEW now, and uh, of course with WWE, Tully Blanchard working with Ric Flair. Yes. So we had a lot of things going on there, um, and the Four Horsemen are widely considered to be the greatest faction of all time. Oh yes, so fabulous. For those contributions to the wrestling community, he was inducted into the NWA Hall of Fame in 2009, the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012, and the legacy continues on as a second-generation wrestler. The daughter of Tully Blanchard is currently a superstar.
1: Yeah, she's Tessa Blanchard.
0: Tessa Blanchard, the diamond.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: so a happy birthday to Tully. Thank you for everything that you've done and given us in the wrestling world. And we hope you had a very nice birthday.
1: Yes. So that's going to do us here at the Chamber Pod. We really appreciate you guys listening. And I, I can't wait for you guys to tune in on Monday.
0: Yeah, tune in to Raw on Monday. Watch so you know what we're talking about. We'll give you all the details. And if you don't get to see it, we'll fill you in on everything you missed. But always come back here to the Chamber Pod with Shamanda. And we will be waiting for you.
1: Yes. So we'll see you soon.
0: Bye.